Religiosanity episode 32. Yes. Peter, yes. Back with Pastor Andrew. I think that it is becoming clearer and clearer that, uh, that religious insanity is one of the major culprits in our current problems, environmental and yes. uh, political and uh, social and cultural. Yes. And uh, I, I preached about it this Sunday and, and went all the way back to 1966 when uh, Lynn Townsend White Jr., a medievalist, uh, famous medievalist historian studying technology of in medieval Europe, uh, came with a very provocative article, first speech and an article, uh, about uh, the historical roots of uh, our present-day ecological crisis. And uh, he was triggered by a politician, actually, to, to write that. Uh, it is more or less on record that that was. Uh, because in 1966, uh, they had an election for governor in California. He was uh, a professor of UCLA at the time, uh, Lynn White. And he overheard uh, a candidate uh, for governor back then, Ronald Reagan, uh saying in a clash over redwood forest or something like that where citizens wanted to preserve it and uh, lumber lobby industry wanted to clear it and he overheard ronald reagan saying if you've seen one redwood you've seen them all wow. uh, <laughs> And, of course, Reagan sided with the, the industry, uh, lumber industry. Um, it's not absolutely clear. Some other people are saying that it, it that soundbite was uh, slightly different. Uh, a tree is a tree. How many more do you want to look at? <laughs> Which is Just not much bad. better. <laughs> you know, it's as, as bad as that. So these are two potential... Uh, sentences which uh, led uh, Lynn White uh, into thinking, uh, you know, what is going on? This is, uh, this is really crazy. And, and he recognized being a trained historian and uh, studying technology and mentalities of people that we are dealing with a serious problem. Uh, he recognized that, you know, we have all the knowledge for uh, preserving environment. We have all the science available and, and so on, but clearly uh, there is not a will, there is not mentality, there is not spirituality behind it. And mm -hmm. that was his uh, main recognition uh, there. Uh, he recognized that uh, uh, Christianity, together with modern technology, is actually responsible for this by uh, simply desacralizing, taking away the sacredness of nature and making it just a thing, disposable, available to uh, human beings, uh, while in many other cultures that's not the case. Uh, and so he recognized that this is coming with Judeo-Christianity, with monotheistic mm -hmm. religions, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, 
took away uh, that sacredness from nature and uh, made uh, all religion predominantly about human beings and God, mm. a transcendent God, which is not part of this world. Mm -hmm. And uh, so concentrating and taking away the sacredness, concentrating only on human-God relationship and making serious distinction between um, humans and, uh, and the rest of world around us. The living beings, yeah. Uh, all, all biology, as yeah. if uh, humans were governed by different biology because <laughs> they are image of God mm -hmm. and the rest of the world is not. Mm -hmm. So that was his recognition and of, uh, of course he came with that very provocative statement that uh, what we do about ecology depends on our ideas of uh, the man-nature relationships. Of course, he is. You know, it's written in '60s, so it's a sexist language. So I, th these days, we would probably say of the human towards nature relationships. Mm -hmm. And more science and more technology are not going to get us out of the present ecological crisis until we find uh, a new religion or rethink the old one. And he thought that maybe returning to the spirituality and ethos of St. Francis might be a solution, mm -hmm. you know, like going really early medieval times and, and looking into it. That was one of his uh, suggestions uh, in that article. But I, I think this, this is about the environment. Uh, and, you know, just look about the global warming and all of that. It is not a matter that we don't have technology. It's not a matter that we don't have knowledge. It's a matter that people are simply stuck in this mentality yeah. uh, that, you know, the world is going to end soon. Yeah. You know, now quoting some uh, thick-headed... Uh, uh, fundamentalists and so why should we care mm -hmm. about it you know uh, rapture is coming uh, they are probably not necessarily counting exactly you know and and if you remember that bestseller left behind yeah. uh, just absolutely disastrous uh, thing uh, and, you know, so uh, technology is there, knowledge is there, but uh, certain people are saying, you know, don't worry, uh, that, that's not important. Uh, so that's that, that's that environmental thing, but, you know, you, you can take it almost anywhere else. Uh, uh, how, how this blockheadedness, uh, this... Uh, this narrow-mindedness of bigoted Christians, especially right. bigoted Christians, Se selfishness, yeah. You, yeah. you know, egotism uh, of, uh, of, of, of people who are completely misled in their spirituality, in their religion, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, how, how that influences uh, everything around that. Yeah. You know, right now we have this uh, uh, slowly... Uh, picking up a uh, problem of um, uh, epidemic or pandemic uh, of coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that 
and president did not know anything better but to appoint uh, Mike Pence, uh, his vice president, as uh, uh, as as the leader of the team who should uh, spearhead uh, our preparedness and and uh, you know defense against this uh, pandemic, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, next thing you n hear in the news is that he is with some fundraiser instead of mm -hmm. <laughs> really getting uh, into the teams and uh, synchronizing and harmonizing that we have enough equipment in hospitals that hospitals are uh, graded into different categories, you know, which will take care of the regular cases where mm -hmm. the main uh, focus on uh, on a pandemic would be uh, that we have enough of equipment in the appropriate hospitals uh, and so on and so forth. There is so much to do, you know, yeah. and I am not a trained the, the person. I'm just thinking, you know, what to do. And, and you know, what he does is uh, going for fundraisers instead of gathering ministers, uh, you know, or secretaries for, mm -hmm. from all different areas and, and contacting governors and, and uh, you know, more or less leaving them alone right uh, and so and th there is n n nothing new about it uh, you, you know he was personally responsible for an AIDS epidemic in, in his, Indiana in, state, in his yeah. own state just a few years ago but wait that's not fair he prayed it away he tried to pray it away, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was his solution so uh, here we are in 2014 2015 uh, you know, in Midwest uh, state of Indiana, uh, in rural uh, Indiana, uh, in Scott County. And there was this uh, cluster of uh, AIDS uh, infections among drug addicts. And the public health uh, officers and doctors was like begging him, really begging him to... to uh, have a needle exchange and if for probably reasons that uh, he did not want to show like supporting drug addiction or even even though it is not associated you know yeah. it is just helping those who are already a drug addict yeah. it's not spreading drug addiction uh, he would not have it yeah. for something like a year and a half uh, and meanwhile, uh, this uh, small cluster grew really into an uh, epidemic there mm -hmm. and uh, grew number of times, uh, I think from something like about 10 or dozen cases into uh, over 200 cases and, and started to spread to surrounding counties. Mm -hmm. uh, and. Uh, and, you know, that was the time when he wanted to pray AIDS away. Uh, 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 where he seriously suggested that. And uh, eventually, federal government uh, stepped, in. Uh, stepped in or exercised some, uh, uh, some, some authority. And so, eventually, he relented and allowed needle exchange. You know, and federal government needed to step in and uh, nonprofits uh, to finance it. Oh. He just allowed that. Yeah. You know, the, that tells you, you know, how ideology or yeah. religious insanity. Yeah. Because we know what helps in these situations. You, you know, everyone knows that. But these 
fig hats uh, for the way they would be probably perceived by their even thicker-headed uh, constituents or, yeah. you, you know, uh, are unwilling to lead or unwilling to do anything. And, yeah. and, and this is the person who was uh, named uh, to, to lead uh, uh, our reaction to and preparedness uh, for the major pandemic, which is right now uh, afoot uh, mm-hmm. all around the world. And so, you know, don't be worried, be happy. (laughs) Uh, Maybe if you pray, it'll go away. You know, almost miraculously when temperature goes up, that's, again, a president uh, quoting him, you know, when the temperature goes up uh, in April, it'll go miraculously away. You know, (laughs) I would think that there might not be, uh, you know, decline, but because so many people are actually working on it and and are yes they might be praying also but they are diligently working on on curtailing and quarantining it and and keeping it from spreading mm-hmm. and so uh you know it's this is another example where ideology is, or I don't want to even call it religion, or uh, yeah. you know, very, very this insanity which yeah. is infecting human brains and human <laughs> minds is causing serious damage. Well, this is a good question then, because you, the way you just described it is an infection. So if we follow the infection, though, back to its source, are, are we really following it back to, like, is, is this insanity inherent in our religion? In other words, are these people just perverting this thing out of nowhere? Or is it that if you, if you follow strict to this, to this way that is presented in the Bible and in the Judeo-Christian text, if we go back to the the earth well, thing, there is a real thing there that that is saying kind of like everything's for you, you know, like. But but uh, you know, the, I I don't want to uh, hear uh, doing an a- epidemic search uh, of the root causes or something like that. We do that in other uh, episodes, hmm. where I it's it's choose and pick. Mm. I would claim, uh, because in the Bible you have these passages which you can interpret and were interpreted as uh, uh, as really, you know, rule over the mm-hmm. creatures. But, you know, ruling over creatures does not necessarily mean that you are going to completely eliminate them or, uh, right. you, you, you know, that you can do, if you are, this, this is the problem with these uh, nitwits is that their understanding of ruling is that you can do whatever you want uh, with with people. And uh, that's not how true rulers uh, really behave. It's it's just uh, insane. So that's one thing. The other thing is that the Bible is multi-layer document. You know, it's a text of many hundreds of pages. And yes, you can find there these kind of tidbits where we are given the rule over the creatures and, and even 
throw them down, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so on. And uh, on the other hand, you have their passages, which are just of an immense beauty. And we are concentrating on those uh, uh, now in uh, or plan to concentrate uh, in uh, this land uh, season. And uh, so uh, you, you have there that Franciscan, for instance, uh, approach of uh, finding brothers and sisters in all creative beings around us, mm-hmm. for instance. Uh, so yes, there is the one stream of our tradition leads towards uh, this ecological crisis, but there are alternative possibilities there, which uh, have much broader and deeper understanding. So uh, that is, um, that is one part of my answer. And the other part is that uh, no matter what, you know, in early stages of epidemics, it makes sense to go and search for original causes or, uh, mm-hmm. and curtail and isolate and uh, quarantine them. Mm-hmm. That is uh, one strategy. It is always good to know where it came from and how it is spreading and so on. Don't get me wrong. But uh, in early stages of epidemics, you uh, limit contacts and and so on. But as it becomes widespread, uh, as it becomes established uh, Mm -hmm. in a society, then... And morphs morphs into something... Uh, then, else. then, then you don't need uh, that. That is not a strategy any longer. Mm. If if you have a widespread, uh, then your true uh, chance of fighting it off is not trying to limit the spread or uh, quarantining people, trying to trace it back. As I said, it's always good to know. But uh, on the other hand, uh, your only chance is uh, to develop resistance, mm. to start vaccination, to bring an alternative which can bring back health. And that is what I understand we are doing in, in our church and mm-hmm. what we are doing in this religious sanity uh, broadcasts mm-hmm. is uh, to bring an alternative, to, mm-hmm. to vaccinate people, to point things out to show really these uh, religious infections which are spreading throughout our society <laughs> are dangerous. You know, it's not... <laughs> this uh, is a good metaphor. This it, is holding up. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it is not uh, just innocent uh, peculiarity of your strange uncle who goes into that uh, prosperity gospel megachurch, mm-hmm. you know, and bothers you during uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It has impact. In, it can have an impact on your health. Yes. In New York City. Yes. You cannot isolate yourself from it. That's right. And because, we're not even talking about the misogyny. That's a whole other oh, yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah. No, no, a no, whole I, other infection from the religion. Oh, no, no. And, and uh, there, there are many, many, many more. Yeah. You, you, you know, and, and, the, and there are situations where it clearly shows that it has a major impact on our well-being. Yeah. On well-being of human society, 
but on well-being of the whole environment. Yeah. And uh, you, you, you know, we cannot be silent about it. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons why we call these uh, the, these podcasts uh, religiosity. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is a little nerdy here and there where we talk about, you know, 3,000 years old uh, religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more or less, each episode is trying to set things right mm-hmm. and uh, give antibodies to, <laughs> to <Yeah>. our listeners <laughs> yeah. uh, to uh, to. to 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 be prepared and to to reject yes really the, the, the this religious insanity yes you know it might not be visible uh, uh, or audible immediately yeah yeah but I I would say simply knowing more about the religion where it is coming from what is the shape of healthy religion for instance right let the medicine so, work let the medicine work on you over time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the more enlightenment, yes. more more understanding is always better, you know. Can I ask you something though? Yeah, sure. Because of what you just said here, do you have a hard time telling people what you do because they you you imagine they will immediately think that you are infected with that insanity? To some degree, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, You almost have to qualify it immediately afterwards yes yeah exactly yeah you know like explaining uh, that thankfully within uh say presbyterian circles and so on uh uh church for instance is is known as as a place of religiosity yeah and has been for for quite a while right you you know know. presbyterians in general again uh, after uh, most of those completely bizarre people uh, who were so offended about uh, ordination of gay and lesbian for instance Mm -hmm. uh, left and set up their own uh, shops (laughs) more or less you know i would call it rather than churches (laughs) <laughs> you know their own operations, uh, so the, the, they they are gone, and predominantly Presbyterians these days are uh, those people of religiosity. Mm-hmm. Like was Lynn White, he was Presbyterian and and was and prophet. Mm-hmm. It is true that Ronald Reagan claimed to be Presbyterian as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that, that you have Christians and Christians. Yes. You know, so yes. uh, you have Presbyterians and Presbyterians. As I <laughs> said, now, the, the, this is the reason why religiosity is really important. Yes. And, and thank you very much for allowing it to happen and being this marvelous interlocutor. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and thank you for listening. And sometime soon, hopefully, we'll pick up uh, some theme from 5,000 years ago. Yeah. Who knows? We'll be back to that (laughs) very soon. (laughs) Until next time.